Hello, friends, family, fellow crewmates on Spaceship Earth. Welcome to another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show, where we talk improv comedy, creativity, and art. I'm your host, a hermit who once a year descends from the mountains to observe his shadow and to spill all that juicy hermit gossip, Andrew Pish. And this is another Storm Chaserology episode where we share an entry from our top secret encyclopedia of improv and creativity, all for the low, low cost of your eternal love and devotion. On this episode, my bros and my bras, Travis talks about the term shred the gnar. He talks about challenging yourself so that you continue to grow as an artist, finding flow as you're carving a path in that fresh improv show, and how, if you improvise this way, shredding the gnar, you'll enjoy improv longer. All right, that's enough from this hermit. Let's get on with it. I hope you enjoy this Storm Chaserology episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. What is up, my dudes? Thank you for checking in with me as I attempt to talk to you about a phrase or slogan that has quite literally changed the way I improvise for good. I'm talking about the phrase, shred the knob. Now, I know what you're thinking, shred the gnar. is definitely not a term commonly associated with improv, right? You're more likely to hear it coming out of the mouths of some rad surfer dudes crashing a tube or totally righteous snowboarders jumping off some cliffs carving through some fresh pow pow. <laughs> Lingo. Shredding the gnar has become synonymous with going for it, committing fully, or according to my nephew, as the kids these days are putting it, going full send it. Now, according to snowslang.com, which <laughs> I'm just pumped to have that reference in here, snowslang.com, shredding the gnar means to ski or snowboard with exceptional speed, ability, or enthusiasm, especially in difficult terrain or conditions. To shred the gnar is to excel when confronted with a challenge. You can sense it, can't you? There's a metaphor coming. <laughs> but before it gets here, I feel like a little backstory might be relevant. I owe the improv mantra of mantra or mantra? I think it's mantra. I owe the improv mantra of Shred the Nar to two incredible improvisers named Annie and Levin O'Connor. You may have heard from them, especially if you're from LA. They are amazing. And they performed together on the iconic improv team USS Rock and Roll. They were involved with the Westside Comedy Theater. They even founded their own theater called Now. Now, a couple years ago, I took a six-week class from them at their Now Theater. And at the end of the class, after watching us all improvise for a few weeks, Annie Eleven gave each student personalized mantras to take with them on their future improv journeys. The mantra they gave me was, you guessed it, shred the nut. You see... I had gotten very comfortable in my improv. I was proud of the fact that I was patient and grounded and okay with silence and stillness on stage. 
the compliment that Annie and Levin gave me was that I was smooth. It was like a skier floating back and forth comfortably on a groomed run, having fun, enjoying the moment. Breezy, baby. Boring, baby. What a baby. Because what I wasn't doing was taking any risks. It was just carving down the hill. I wasn't grinding the rails and bombing through the trees or doing McTwister do's off a cliff. McTwister do? That might be a donut. Now, listen, I'm not saying that silence is bad. Silence is great in improv. Being grounded is great. The problem was that I was comfortable. Annie and Levin were challenging me to add a little X Games into my improv, to play chaotically, to take chances, be a little reckless, you know, surprise my scene partner, surprise the audience, even better, surprise myself with my play. One of the best improvisers I've ever seen do this thing of surprising themselves and others in their play is Storm Chaser's own Andrew Pish. At least once a show, this freaking guy says or does something that kills me because I never see it coming and neither does he. Being surprised is delightful. I love playing with him for that very reason. In our recent interview with Jet Evelyn, she talks about a very similar concept in achieving a state of flow. Jet says that in order to reach flow, you have to find the place where you are pushing your skills right up to the edge of your ability. If it's too easy, if it's too comfortable, you're not shredding the gnar. You're not in the flow. Okay, so how do we actually apply this concept? It's one thing to say play riskier, but what does that even mean, Jack? Honestly, it's something I'm still trying to figure out, and I think it's probably a little different for each improviser. But here are some things that'll help you figure out how to pull off the gnarliest improv set this side of the Rio Grande. One, identify the things that scare you and set intentions to pursue them. Scared of silence on stage? Scared of playing big characters who are far from you? Scared of jumping into a scene without a predetermined initiation or offer? You know what to do. Side note, facing fears IRL can help you face fears in improv shows. Two, identify the things you do a lot that you're comfy with. What are your improv tricks? What are you known for? Figure out your go-to moves, the home runs, the things you know get a laugh every time and then stop doing those things. Ban them from your play for a couple months. Force yourself to try new things. Side note, trying new things, IRL, can help you try new things in your improv shows. Three, give your impulses a completely green light for a while. No filter, baby. Get reckless, get chaotic, surprise yourself. It'll be messy for a while, that's fine. But the second you have an impulse to make a move, Trust that impulse and commit to it enthusiastically 100%. Go full send it. Side note, acting on your impulses IRL can help you act on your impulses in improv shows. Now that you've got your game plan for shredding the gnar, here's a couple things to be aware of. First, when you start taking more chances and sprinkling some risk into your play, you are going to crash. You will. You'll go for a big move and you'll whiff hard. I know I have a lot. But 
I'm reminded of something my dad said to me when I was a teenager after a long day of snowboarding. I limped into the kitchen, commenting on how sore I was. And my dad, being ever so observant, said, What happened? Did you fall a lot? I said, Yeah, I did fall a lot. And my dad, in his wisdom, responded, Good. If you're not falling, you're not learning anything. Whoa, dad. Dropping wisdom bombs. And as much as I hate to admit it, he's right. And the same can be said about improv. Nobody wants to watch a bunch of people on stage or on Zoom feeling comfortable, being safe, floating down the run. No, we want to watch stakes, drama, risk, danger. But to find that place and to find that flow, you're going to have to swing and miss. You're going to have to try that triple McTwister do and land right on your face. But if you learn to celebrate the times you fall down and enjoy the process of learning, it'll still be fun for you and your audience. In fact, it'll be more fun, way more fun than playing it safe. Second, shredding the gnar does not mean getting louder. Okay, it does not mean talking more. It does not mean that you should stop listening and start playing big, weird, crazy characters just for the sake of being big and weird. I would argue that most of the time, those things are actually the opposite of shredding the gnar because those are the easy things we do when we get uncomfortable to make us feel safe. And there's nothing gnarly about playing it safe. Shredding the gnar has change the way I improvise, and I'll be forever grateful to Annie and Levin for teaching me the ways of the NAR, because it makes improv so much more fun. I've been improvising for almost 10 years, and I still get excited for shows. And don't get me wrong, I still fall back into old habits. I still get comfortable with old tricks. I still play like a baby sometimes. Shredding the NAR is a lifelong pursuit, but it's worth it. You know, I still have my improv journal from that day. And the last thing on the page is something the O'Connor said to me after introducing this concept. It says simply, if you play this way, you'll enjoy improv longer. So go forth and shred, my friends. Have some fun. Take some risks. Shred the gnar. Heck yeah, you made it. Thanks for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. Did you know we're doing improv shows right now? Every other Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Facebook page, backslash Storm Chaser Improv. Come check it out. We have fun and we love to see people commenting during the show. I do sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, would you please consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts? It takes less than 60 seconds, and it really helps us convince those hard-to-get guests. Come on, LeBron, answer my DMs. And we love reading reviews and critiques, especially after a hard day as we cry into a glass of wine and maybe a full plate of Oreos. Who knows? We've also got a limited time offer. We're looking for sponsors, and right now, you can sponsor an episode for as little as $5. My lord, this is a steal. This is probably illegal. You can find Storm Chaser on Instagram at Storm Chaser Improv or on our website at StormChaserImprov.com. All right, that's enough from me. Time for wine and Oreos. Take care, y'all.
Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.